You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello, my fellow travelers, and welcome to episode number 134 of the Travel Talk Weekly Show. Rob and Carrie Stewart here coming to you from the Creating Magic Vacation Studio in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Yes, welcome to another exciting episode. I've actually been really looking forward to this particular one because we're talking about the experience of a river cruise. Yeah, so a quick announcement. Up to this point, we've only had one YouTube channel, and that started out in, I think, 2014 as All Aboard TV because of all the videos we were doing for the cruise lines for our upcoming TV show at that time. Then later, it changed to pretty much almost all Disney videos. And we have so much travel content in general that it makes sense to start a new channel, one specifically for all of our non-Disney content. And that will be our Creating Magic Vacations YouTube channel. So you can go on YouTube and just check that out. Make sure you subscribe. And we will put a link in the show description to make it super easy for you. As you may know, we recently got back from a river cruise conference in Budapest in March, and then followed by a cruise on the Danube River. And we can't wait to share the details of this cruise and what makes a river cruise different than an ocean cruise. I cannot believe it's been literally exactly a month. We got back on the 26th of March. We're recording this on the 26th of April. And I can't believe it's only been a month. It feels so much longer because of all the things that have happened since we got back. I know. I looked at the calendar and I was like, wow, has it really only been a month? We definitely have had a lot of things going on. And the travel industry is back and bigger than ever. Our first quarter, quarter number one for 2023, was a new record for creating magic vacations by a long shot. And we can't thank you, those of you who listen to us, who have reached out to us to help you plan your vacation and also all of the amazing travel advisors at Creating Magic Vacations. On this episode, we're talking about not only what we did right, but also what we would do differently the next time we go to Europe. And why you absolutely have to put a Danube River Cruise on your must-do travel list. And I say it like that because I really hate the term bucket list. Trips to take before, you know, you kick the bucket. I know. We do like the term must-do travels. Places you need to visit whenever and as soon as you can. Do not put these off. Exactly. Don't wait for Someday. When I grew up in the 70s and 80s, the common mindset, pretty much what everybody did, was take you know short, maybe less than a week family trips while you were in the workforce, and then when you retire, travel the world. That is so outdated, and that's why we mentioned that. Take the trips, do the thing, and take them now. You're not promised tomorrow. Yeah, sadly, a lot of people don't use their vacation time, especially in the U.S., so let's change things up. I know, we should learn from the Brits, because they take holiday, and normally it's two weeks at a time. So the main two things we learned from this trip was how we pack, and also navigating the complicated thing, the process we call airfare, which is the biggest challenge when it comes to traveling internationally. We all know it's been a huge pain point for travelers ever since normal travel has returned. Yeah, knowing which cities to fly to or through is also something good to know before you book those tickets. 
There are certain cities in the U.S. that have nonstop flights to Europe, which means from point A to point B, nothing in between. So for example, next year for our River Cruise Conference, it's in Amsterdam, and we will be flying nonstop from Orlando to Amsterdam, and we call that winning. Now, when it comes to airfare, don't think the prices are going to go down anytime in the near future. The airlines are still trying to recover from the shutdown, and now more than ever, they're not only trying to fill every seat, a lot of times they're doing it with fewer flights. Yeah, and here's the best travel advice we can give you. Get an annual insurance policy if you live in a state where you can. It's not available in all of them, so unfortunately, New York is one of those that don't allow the annual policies. Which makes absolutely no sense. We are very glad we had ours for our Europe trip because the flights got totally messed up. Yeah, so we were due to fly back on a Sunday from Munich, Germany. And this is where it pays to be flexible because on Thursday at probably a little after midnight, we got a text from Delta saying that our flights for Sunday were canceled and that they were in the process of trying to rebook them. And it took a while for us to figure out why, because normally if your flight's going to get canceled, it's not done two and a half days before you're supposed to fly out. Yeah, it's normally the morning of. Now, it turns out there was going to be a transportation strike in Germany, and all the airports and train stations were going to be closed. Now, there were a lot of people on our ship that even the next morning, as we're sitting in the lounge on our computer, changing our flights, they had no idea that their flights were being canceled. Yeah, and here's where it pays to be flexible and prepared. First, we had to figure out when and where we would be flying from. Obviously, Germany was not going to be an option. The main factor here, I will fully admit this, was that I had a car being delivered on the Monday after we were supposed to get back, and I really did not want to delay the shipment of the car. I know. Otherwise, we probably would have just kept cruising up the Danube to Vilshoven and spent an extra day or two there. Instead, we got off the ship in Linz, Austria. That was our last stop before it was headed up to Germany. And then we took a taxi to the train station and then the train station back to Vienna, which I wasn't too upset about because I loved Vienna. As much as we didn't want to miss the last few stops on our cruise, going back and spending two more days in Vienna was amazing. And what made it so special was that we had just done a tour and spent time there just a few days before, so we knew the lay of the land, so to speak. Which means that it felt so much more familiar, so we had a good sense of what to do and how to get around. So the highlight of our return to Vienna was we took the subway to visit the Schönbrunn Palace. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right. No, no, you did good. You did good. (laughs) But that was something that we did not do as an excursion earlier in the week because we were having fun just hanging out at the cafes. Yes, we were. Now, as a bonus, they were doing an Easter festival right there on the palace grounds. Lots of booths with you know food and drinks and, of course, lots of things like craft stuff that you could buy. It was really fun. Yeah, it was kind of like a Christmas markets, but an Easter markets. Who knew that that was a thing? But we do have a little pro tip here is take the full tour of the palace and the gardens. And they even have some add-on, like a virtual reality tour. Now, we didn't get to do the virtual reality tour because I didn't know it existed, but I would totally do that because it shows you what it was like when they were living there as opposed to just kind of walking through. But Vienna is really a city you can spend a whole vacation in. It's also easy to visit other nearby cities in Austria by train. You can make day trips and just jump on the train and go see some of the cities that we visited after we had sailed from Vienna. 
So let's go back to the start of our river cruise. Our Ama Waterways cruise on the Danube was an incredible experience and just as we expected because our first European river cruise was in 2014, but this was our first on the Danube, which is one of the most popular rivers for river cruises. Let me go ahead and insert another pro tip here. Do not wait nine years between river cruises. Our travel business had gotten us so busy, and then with the shutdown, it's like, oh my gosh, I miss river cruising. And on this itinerary, we were sailing north from Budapest to Vilshoven on a seven-night cruise. Our ship, the Alma Magna, is twice as wide as typical river cruise ships because the locks on the Danube are much bigger, and the extra space on this ship was incredible. On the rivers like the Rhine and the Rhone, the locks are much narrower, and so the ships are literally half as wide. And there's really only a handful, I think only like maybe two ships that are this wide. Yeah, the Alma Magna and then also the Riverside Mozart, they're both double wides. We're not supposed to call them that. They don't want to be called that. Roger that. Okay, (laughs) Okay, that makes sense. But it's also good to know that there are multiple cruise lines that sail on the Danube, including some of our preferred partners, like we mentioned, Ama Waterways, Riverside, Avalon, Amadeus. There are a lot of cruise lines that make Danube their home. So this itinerary started in Budapest, Hungary. And what's really cool is you visit four countries. So if you're somebody who wants to check off a lot of countries on your list, a river cruise is a great way to do it. Or in our case, it was only three countries, but hey, I digress. I know, but we've been to Germany before, so we're fine. So the itinerary, again, it starts in Budapest, Hungary, then it takes you to Bratislava, Slovakia, Vienna, Austria, and then other places in Austria, Krems, Spitz, Linz, and also Salzburg, before our final two stops, both in Germany, Passau and Vilshoven. So as you can see, you do multiple stops, and sometimes you visit a couple of cities in one day, which is one of the things that makes this itinerary super, super fun. And very popular, of course. A couple of things that are definitely different when you go on a river cruise is that your excursions are included with Alma Waterways, and typically you could pick from one to two excursions a day. They're completely optional. You don't have to go on them. And sometimes they even had three. So they had in one of the ports, there was one that was more active, where they did a little more hiking to get up to the city and to the destination. Sometimes they had bike tours that you could do. So there's a good variety. And then they even cater towards if, you know what, maybe you have mobility issues. There was always a group that was more of a gentle walk as opposed to a regular walk. One thing we found out as a couple, we are more of the one excursion per day type of people. Yeah. And I love that we had that flexibility because we loved doing the tours in the morning. And then you learn about the destination because I didn't know anything about most all these cities. That is true. We didn't. And so we learn a little something. The tour guides point out what are some of the things the locals like to do. And then we just loved exploring the city on our own in the afternoon. Like sometimes we'd find a pub to go to. Sometimes we would find like a food item that we wanted to enjoy. Because you're docked in the heart of the city, it's super easy to just walk on and off the ship. Here are a couple excursions that really stood out for us. One was called the Taste of Slovakia Tour, and that was basically a historical walking tour of the city, but it ended at 
a tavern, I guess, or a yeah, pub. it was like a tavern. Multiple beer tastings, and then you know some time on your own. But you're leaving out one of the best parts. It was probably one of the best charcuterie boards I have ever. Yes, I know had. charcuterie. Can't leave that out. No, it was so good because they had probably about five or six different cheeses. They had different pickled things. They had different meats, different sauces. It was really, really good. So in my book, they Bratislava gets like the top charcuterie board award for me. That's a Two forks up. It is a two forks up. Also, we really enjoyed our walking and historical tour of Vienna. There is so much to learn about that city, and that's why it was so much fun to go back there, because we had taken the tour, and we kind of knew some of the, the cool places to go when we went back there for the extra two days. Now, when we got to Krems, this was the Dernstein walking tour that we did. And this was really cool, because they bust us over to a starting point where we walked along the river. And the views were phenomenal. Like you saw some of the wineries across the way. And then we get to this city that's really, really old. You see a lot of old things, spoiler alert, a lot of churches. It is Austria. It's a you know pretty old place. It is a pretty old place. And so then we just walked around, learned a little bit. And then at one point we were like, you know what? I'm pretty good with this tour. And you and I peeled off <laughs> yes, and we so. went and sat down and enjoyed some Austrian beer and a beautiful glass or two of an Austrian wine. And that was just really a nice experience to kind of be there like a local. I really enjoyed that. And then we went, we cruised up a little ways to Spitz and went and toured the Melk Abbey, which was amazing. Yeah, the Melk Abbey had so much history there. And we got to go into these amazing rooms that we weren't allowed to take pictures in and just learn about the history. And one of my favorites was in the big library where they were showing how they had like thousands of books and they would position them by size. And so the larger the book, then they were towards the bottom and then all the way up at the top in this, I don't even know how high those ceilings were, they had the smaller books. And so that was how they stacked it up. Incredible history. And, you know, just being there and walking through there, you have the guides are so good. And most of the time you'll have a little earpiece that they provide you. So you don't need to worry about that. And, you know, here's a little pro tip. If you want and you have one of those like old earpieces like from your iPhone that has the standard audio jack, you could bring that and just wear your own headphones. Otherwise, they will provide them to you. And it was just an incredible experience just learning about a different culture and why they do what they do. The best part of this tour was also the worst part of this tour, and that was no pictures. So it was good. You were kind of forced to just keep your phones in your pocket and you truly got to experience it. And it's one of those things that, you know, since we can't take pictures, we can't say, oh my gosh, look how awesome it was. And that's also the best part because now we're telling you, you have to go there to see it. Yeah. And that was true with the Schomburg Palace too. Yes, it was. Yeah. Because you couldn't take pictures in there. And I saw some of the most beautiful, the most ornate decorations I've ever seen in my life but we couldn't take pictures. And that just made it extra special to be like, I was there. So it's kind of the the history of Maria Theresia, who had, I believe it was like 15 or 16 kids. And her most famous child was Marie Antoinette. So they were part of the Habsburg dynasty that ruled for, you know, hundreds of years. The history there was just hard to even explain how opulent these palaces were and and the influence they had over the whole regions. And that back then they had a lot of kids because you never knew how many were going to survive, but you also wanted to have kids that you could marry off to your political allies. Yeah. The kids were literally just pawns in maintaining power and peace in the land. So what you're saying is they were pawns in the real game of life. Yeah, they were for sure. 
Now, one of the highlights on a river cruise is if you enjoy good beverages, and especially wines, experiencing the local wines. And so I put that on part of the excursions in terms of things that you can do and enjoy. So definitely take advantage of just enjoying what is in the local areas when you're in Europe. Here's where I will tell you the biggest difference between ocean cruising and river cruising. River cruising is pretty much all about the destination. Ocean cruising is about all the cool things you can do while you're cruising. But there's still with some really fun experiences, including a first ever for us, or technically just me. We'll mention that in just a minute. Okay, so you can expect that once you're on board, every single night with Alma Waterways, they do a special cocktail hour, about an hour before the main dining is served. They'll have some entertainment. Sometimes they would bring a local artist on, and they would do a performance. So this was always a great place at the end of the day where you can meet up with fellow passengers, talk about your day, things you saw, you experienced, and enjoy a refreshing beverage before dinner. And for breakfast, no buffets. This was a seated, made-to-order breakfast with the best views on the river. Yeah, and it was something that they would just say, we're going to be open from like seven to nine, and you could just go at your leisure. We never had any challenges getting a seat, and it was nice to just do it at your own pace. And you know what was different about this ship, the Ama Magna, versus the Amadagio we sailed on in 2014, is that the dining room was on the first floor on the Amadagio. Now, that ship's no longer with the fleet. And so the window in the dining room was pretty much at water level. You could see just above and just below. Here, You're on the main deck and some really fun views because we were sitting there having breakfast as we sailed into the heart of Vienna. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And they also have multiple restaurants on Alma Magna. And so you do need a reservation, though, for any that are outside the main dining, but it was pretty easy to get. You just, you know, go and just talk to the concierge once you get on board. They have a chef's table, which you definitely need to experience. And unfortunately, we did not. Yeah, we, we kind of missed that night, unfortunately. But again, you're going to have local and regional wines and foods featured. Sometimes the chef will get off the ship and go to like a local market, pick up some stuff. And that may be what your salad is, what the fish is, what the beef is. So all of those like details that they do make it really special. So definitely pay attention to the different menus. I felt like we had so much variety of food. And if you don't like variety of food, they still had a lot of staples that you could enjoy. Another thing that really amazed me about this ship, they had a full-on theater room that it felt it was almost the width of a normal river cruise ship. That's how wide it was, a giant screen TV. And we just said, okay, you know, they have some they had some on-demand movies. I'm like, oh, there's no time to die, the James Bond movie. And you're like, I don't remember parts of this. And so we thought, okay, well, let's watch a few minutes. We watched the whole movie just yeah, sitting there. We ended up watching the whole movie. we had the theater to ourselves. Now, it's not the tiered movie theater, but it was like almost like a giant U-shaped couch like you would see in a home theater. It was a really cool place. Yeah. And then plus, if you are active, they had things like they had a gym on board. This ship has a pickleball court. I had never played pickleball. This was my very first time. Yeah, and you did pretty good. And then they have a pool on board. It's a small pool that also has a hot tub. But let's not forget about they do have a spa on board, so you can go get that massage if you want to. They also have a hair salon. They have a little shop where you can buy mostly logo stuff, but then they also have some jewelry, 
So a few little mementos. And then sometimes when we were in port, like in one of the stops, they had the apricot, like the chocolates from the region. Oh my God, that was good. Yeah. And so they have all those things right there to really help you get immersed in the local culture. Hopefully we're painting the picture of how much fun you're going to have and the incredible experience you'll have both on board the ship and in all of their destinations. Yeah. One of the best things to do is like when they're doing sailaways from the cities is just to go up to the top deck or on the front, like the bow of the ship and just take in the views. They have some nice seating up there. You can just relax. Sometimes they'll do a barbecue up top. I really loved everything about this particular ship. And what was kind of fun was Christine was saying that they really want you to feel like this is your home, your living room. So they make everything really comfortable. And one of the things that they put in there is they have this big, I'm going to call it a beverage machine, but you can get fresh ground coffee. You can do lattes. You can do an espresso. They also have like milk chocolate in there. And then they'll have like little cookies and stuff. And that is something that is just out 24 seven, you can go and access that. It's like, just leave your cabin, throw on your robe, go over, get your cup of coffee and go back to your room and enjoy it on your deck. A quick note for our listeners, Christine, Christine Kars is one of the founders of Ama Waterways. We know her. Uh, we spent some time with her at the conference we were at, um, but she was not on this cruise. So just to clarify, when you're just throwing out first names, you got to tell people who they are. <laughs> good point. Good point. But let's talk about the cabins that you will experience on the ship. This is a larger ship, but Alma doesn't pack people in and make your cabins really small. I was probably the most impressed with these cabins. When we were looking at the ship itself, I looked, I knew we wanted to have a suite because we'd never stayed on a, a suite. Last time we went, it was a, a regular cabin. So I, I wanted a suite. So I looked at the deck plan and I selected, ca- I can tell you which cabin it was. If you want to go on Alma Waterways and look at the Magna, we were in cabin 201. And what made this really unique, again, river cruising, you don't, on a river cruise ship, you don't always have a lot of space. This one, we had tons of space. As soon as you walk in to the right, they had just the toilet room uh, and then straight ahead, you know, make a little turn and then the regular bathroom. Which was good size. We had two sinks. It was a very good size. But then it had two French doors to open up into like a little living room, a desk, an actual computer you can use, a queen bed and a really nice spacious balcony. And more storage than we could possibly have used. We could have, you could pack for six people in that place. I mean, we had like six different vertical closets and shelves and spaces, way more storage than I've ever seen on any ship. Yeah. And plus, because it is a newer ship, there were a lot of things like USB ports. So that was very handy. And then plus just the little finishing touches that they had, because they definitely are the masters of building these ships. Ama Waterways does a phenomenal job of just making everything super easy. Just little things like there was this leatherish top to one of like the main places, like where when you get back, you put your phones down, you do all that, you know, you're you're walking back to your room and you have a glass, you set it down where it makes it, you don't hear the sound. It was very classy. And it was very classy. Yeah. It's hard to describe unless you've cruised a lot and you're like, oh, all those annoyances are gone. I loved it. You do spend lots of time off the ship. So it's really easy to just walk on and off the ship. They just scan your card and off you go. Yeah. For our trip, gratuities were additional, but you can prepay them with all with Alma Waterways if you want. And sometimes they have special offers where gratuities are included or are free. Now, tips for your local guides are not included. So definitely plan to have some cash with you because you definitely want to tip your guides. They work very hard. And what's really cool is we didn't have to have euros. They took American money too. 
I don't know why, but they did. I know. We did find ourselves in some cities where like, oh, we got to go get some change, though. So definitely we, be prepared. Come to think of it, we still have some euros left over from yes, that we trip. Do. We'll, we'll be using them next year. But with such a small number of guests on board, you really get to know them and the staff. And what's kind of cool is they get to know you because you're seeing the same people constantly, whereas in ocean cruising, you don't see that as much. That's what I think I love most is you really get to know the people you're sailing with as opposed to sailing with three, four, five thousand 5,000 people. You're sailing with, in this case, about 150 people. So you do get to know people, which I think is one of the most, which is one of the best parts of travel in general. Yeah. And that's the thing, like when you go to dining, if you want to be seated with other people, you have that option. If you want to just be by yourself, you have that option as well. And the staff, they really get to know you. So we, by like the second or third day, we would go, they kind of knew what we wanted to order. We changed up a little bit, but they all, but they all knew. Can I get you some champagne this morning? Well, yes, you can. Thank you for asking. We highly recommend that when you go on a river cruise, participate in some of the fun evening events. This happens before dinner and also after dinner, but they try to do special things. So for example, when you're in Germany, there's probably going to be something that's going to be Oktoberfest-ish. Which gives us a reason to go back. That's what I I love about this. If you miss something, now we have multiple reasons to go back and experience, you know, not just the Danube, but I'd, I'd love to sail on the Rhone, the Seine, any of the European rivers would be awesome. Now packing for this trip, though, is totally different because on a river cruise, they don't really have like a fancy night, but people tend to dress up a little bit more for like dinners. And then during the day, it's fairly casual. I did not bring a suit jacket. I don't bring those anymore. I mean, on Disney, I might just because we go to Apollo on this. I did not, which brings us to what would we do differently on our next trip to Europe. And I'd say specifically for a river cruise. Yeah, what was funny was we both said the same thing and it was about how we packed because next time we are going to pack even lighter, especially on a cruise like this because guess what? You have laundry services available. And seriously, no one cares how many outfits you have or how many shoes. I mean, it really seemed like our bags got heavier and heavier along the way. And that's not possible because they were totally full on the way there. I don't know what happens. They were so heavy by the time we were going home. Or maybe we were just tired. That was probably it. The biggest factor here is where are you going and what time of the year is it? In March, between Budapest and Vilshoven, it can still get pretty chilly at night during the days. It was pretty good weather. Yeah, we definitely needed coats and winter stuff is definitely more bulky And we kind of accounted for that, but I think you came up with this phrase, is next time we will bring half the clothes and twice the money. I do like that. Pack things that go together and can go with anything. I packed two pairs of tennis shoes where one would have been fine. And that really does make a difference when you're packing for a carry-on. Now, if you're checking bags, go hog wild, throw in whatever you want. But our specific tips are for doing a trip to Europe without having to check bags. I also packed duplicates. I had a couple Disney Travel Secrets t-shirts, a couple Creating Magic Vacations t-shirts. One of each would have been fine. Also, two sweaters. I could have gotten away with one. The key here is if you're traveling the time of year we were, which was March, you want to be able to dress in layers, and then when it warms up, be able to take those layers off. Yeah, and my tip here is to pack a lot of just neutrals. And so I like to pack a lot of blacks so that I can mix and match outfits and they'll look different. 
I seriously did not wear half the clothes that I brought. And that's a true statement. I thought I was packing really smart because we fit everything into our carry-ons. But next time we can do better and take more advantage of the laundry services, which we did because we were in Europe for about two weeks. Yeah, we did la- we did laundry two different times. Yeah. Once on the Riverside and once on, on the Magnum. Yep. And I guarantee nobody on that ship is going to care if you have an outfit repeat because they're not paying attention. Well, and the smart people are doing the same thing. Like, if you think about it, I'm not going to say, hey, I think that guy wore that shirt two days ago in the afternoon. You, you just don't know. Now, you might think, okay, well, you guys traveled over there. Your carry-ons were completely full. What if I find some really cool souvenirs I want to bring back and they won't fit? That's okay, too. And yeah, I think there's two options here. The easiest would be whatever you buy, ship it back. They do have shipping over there. It's not a U.S. thing. You can ship something, you know, pack a box and you know, ship it back here. Or bring another bag, a flat bag that you could check if you needed to. Yeah, because if you think you're going to pick up a lot of souvenirs, that's probably the best way to do it. One of my favorite things to do, and we didn't take advantage of this on this particular cruise, is if you're in a town, let's say you're at a wine tasting and you enjoy that bottle of wine, you know what? Buy a bottle and then go enjoy it on the ship in the moment and just make note of where you got it so you could always like call them and see if they can ship them to your house later on. But that's one of the cool things about a river cruise is if you've, you know, you find a great beer in town and you're like, I want this for the rest of my cruise, pick up a six pack and bring it with you. They don't care. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Travel Talk Weekly. And one thing we hope is that we inspire you to stop watching, or in this case, stop listening, and start traveling. But that doesn't mean don't listen to the show. No, no, no. We want to inspire you to travel. That's that's what I meant. I mean, okay, after listening, start going. Is that better? That's better. And we hope that we are inspiring you to travel. And if you have a destination that you would like us to cover, please send that on over. And as always, we are here to help you plan your next vacation, whether it is over in Europe or maybe it's somewhere um, just in the U.S., So get in touch with us or your Creating Magic Vacations travel advisor. Join us on our next show as we show you what's new with ocean cruises and a few of our favorite cruise lines. We'll leave you with this. A passport full of stamps is better than a house full of things. Let's adventure together. (laughs) 